Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Today, coming to you live from Kansas City, Missouri, The Culture Talks with your host, Collis Stutzer. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are live. It is your boy, Collis Stutzer, the host of The Culture Talks. Look, see... No such thing as excuses, but I'm still going to give y'all an excuse. The reason I've been ghost the past two weeks is because I just got a new job and I haven't been able to secure time or schedule um, interviews, which was my plan was to just keep flowing with the interviews. But as I was starting to see, it was taking too long to get interviews together and then it was just delaying the podcast. So here we are with the solo podcast today and yeah, I, I just hope you guys enjoy it and still continue to listen, even though it's a solo dolo. Um, definitely, I'm excited. I've been looking at the, uh, um, you know, listens on, on my podcast, and I've seen an increase in listens on every single podcast, even the old ones. Not a huge increase, but definitely an increase. So it just shows you what consistency does. Um, when you're consistently putting content out there, when you're consistently pushing a product, people are eventually going to see it. They might not listen to the whole thing. They may not buy it, but they may suggest it to somebody else. They may take a quick listen in the car. Um, so I'm just grateful for anybody that's listened and anybody that's been pushing my stuff. You know, shout out to Hunter Vaughn. Hunter Vaughn's been pushing my podcast, showing love and showing support um, since I started posting a few weeks ago. So I truly appreciate it. I'm honestly going to give the props to him for pushing my numbers up on the on the podcast because he's the only person I really saw pushing it, pushing it. And I seen a I saw an increase like on all my videos and especially the most recent one, um, which was my most viewed one. So yeah, it's lit. But um today, man, as the culture talks, um the whole focus of the culture talks podcast is to interview people from diverse backgrounds, diverse career fields, and really just gather insights on, you know, life, what they learned from their business, what they learned from their process and journey and whatever they're doing. Um, you know, sometimes we'll ask questions and learn more about what they do if they're a photographer, maybe uh, gain some skills or some knowledge for other photographers out there. If they're a real estate agent, you know, figure out how to educate people about real estate. If they're a, a music artist, how to, you know, motivate people to, you know, stay true to the game and stay authentic and keep pushing, even though it's hard and takes a long time and there's not a, a lot of a uh, cash flow. Um, but whatever it is, the whole point is to interview creatives or just people who are doing something in life who are chasing a dream and just, yeah, listen to their insights. And when it's a solo podcast, uh, basically I like to just dive into current events and, and technology and hip hop, um, and just talk about things that I think are important to discuss. So today on today's solo podcast, we're just going to run through some news. We're going to run through some tech news, some new things in tech, or we're also going to run through some new hip hop news and just give you guys my thoughts on it. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about a post that I posted on Instagram a couple of days ago and dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, but yeah, I just hope that you guys enjoy, you know, what we're talking about today. And uh, that's that. So beware, because we are coming, and we are coming fast. Shalala. Boom. Okay, so today, latest on hip-hop news. Um, 
Well, first things first, uh, we got an early Christmas gift from Tyler, the creator, which is uh, two new songs. I think they were called Best Interest in Group B. Um, personally, I, I'm not too much of a Tyler, the creator fan anymore, but I definitely loved him when I was growing up, like, well, like when he first came out, um, one of my favorite things is this video that Tyler has and it's him freestyling. I forgot what radio station it on it's on, but basically Tyler, the creator is spitting straight fire and obviously he's being his natural goofy self. So it had me laughing. Um, but in the middle of it, at the end of it, he like finishes spitting his bar and he's like, my name is my name. And like, I didn't get it at first, but I used to repeat it all the time. But now I think I get it. When you freestyle, you have to create, you know, the rhymes in your head off the top. So basically, you know, any freestyler that's talented at it is a creator. And his name is Tyler, the creator. So he's saying, my name is my name. Like, I am who I am. I'm Tyler, the creator. And that just came as like a light bulb moment, like last year, even though that freestyle video is from like seven years ago. But all in all, we have two new Tyler the Creator songs. For those of you who are huge fans of Tyler the Creator, go check them out. Um, I know a lot of people really did enjoy the Igor album, um, and I feel like I feel like it really brought Tyler back into the limelight. I guess you could say. Obviously, Tyler's always going to have his main fan base, um, but like I feel like Igor um, brought people back, and people were really just interested in Tyler again and really were playing his music in their cars. I was hearing songs from the album while driving through the streets and I hadn't heard Tyler hadn't heard Tyler like from people's like cars or radios in years. So I think it brought him back. Um I also want to shout out Tyler for first off being extremely dope and creative. Like I love looking at his Instagram. Like all his posts are super colorful or funny. There's always some like enhancement to a video or like some uh, weird Photoshop thing, or he's like doing something weird. I know in the photo that's tagged in this like news post is he's like holding on to like a mini alligator. And I don't know if his nose is truly that big, no disrespect, but low key, it looks like they Photoshopped his nose and made it even bigger, but maybe his nose really is that bigger. But anyways, it's like a dope, colorful photo. His shirt is matching the sky. Like all of his content that he posts is like just really vibey. Um, but anyways, uh, we also know that, uh, what was I about to say? We also know that Roddy Rich recently released an album. Um, yo, may I say that Roddy Rich probably has one of the most fire albums of the last few years. And I'm not even into this new age music, to be completely honest. But let me tell you, Roddy Rich came with some straight fire. There's not, a, there's no, this is a no skip album. Like you don't skip any of the songs on Roddy Rich's album. All of them, all of them go super hard. I know he hit number one on Billboard, um, but all of them are super hard. For, personally, my favorite song is The Box. Um, but yeah, the whole album's hard. So I'm sure that all my listeners that listen to this can confirm and if you haven't listened to it already, will confirm that the Roddy Rich album is a must listen. Um, one thing I did just notice is on some like uh, websites, they spell Roddy Rich with two C's. Now, I never remember seeing Roddy Rich with two C's, but maybe that's how he spells it. And it makes sense because it's well known, you know, that Roddy Rich is, you know, big C's. You already know what it is. Um, so, you know, adding that extra C in there, 
might just be a little extra, you know, shout out to, you know, the folks. But, um, yeah, man, I just noticed that recently. So, fun fact, Roddy Rich is actually Roddy, R-I-C-C-H, not R-I-C-H. Not that you really guys care, but, you know, just thought I'd shout it out. Um, I will say that Travis Scott has one of the most fire YouTube, I say YouTube, uh, music videos of like the generation, in my humble opinion. Um, now we've, we've always known that Travis Scott is like extremely creative and a, a visionary, um, super artistic, um, super vibe, you know, like he, he got the vibes down in his brain, you know, he has lots of thoughts and he puts them into creation and makes them super dope. Um, but for me, I like enjoy all his music videos, but I think this might be the hardest video ever. And I know I'm a little late talking about it because it dropped like two months ago. Um, but Travis Scott, highest in the room, go watch that music video now, like effective immediately. Um, go run those numbers up. Uh, currently it's at 118 million views. Keep running those numbers up because that video deserves it. And I'm sure you guys will be like, freaking watching that over and over again super hard super dope video um besides that that's all the hip-hop news i specifically wanted to talk about let's move on to tech um so ladies and gentlemen everyone is familiar with uber right um i know here in kansas city not too many people take uber everywhere like they do in la new york and bigger cities um i know i used to take uber to work every single day in los angeles and in san diego so uber was my life in california um and here i haven't even seen a uber car and i've been back for a multitude of months um and every time i come back i haven't i don't see any uber cars so you know maybe you guys aren't familiar with uber but if you are um new york city um tr- uh you know new york city tried to uh put a law out there that restricted cabs, Uber drivers, taxis from like roaming the street. Um, by roaming the street, I mean waiting for a ride. So if you've ever drove Uber before, if you're familiar with any Uber drivers or taxi cab drivers, um, a lot of the time, sometimes they don't have rides. So they kind of just drive around town or, you know, hang out in certain um, populated areas. So they have more of a chance of getting a ride. Um, But New York City was trying to put a law out there that restricted Uber and Lyft drivers from spending a lot of time cruising for passengers in busy parts of the city because they were trying to, quote unquote, control traffic. Um, But the the law they tried to put in place was denied. um, And Uber is super happy about it because, uh, I mean, I know the the, the judge was saying that it's arbitrary and capricious, capricious. I'm trying to read it from the article, but I don't even really know what that word means to be completely honest with y'all, LOL. Um, And yes, I just said LOL out loud, but it is arbitrary. Like, I mean, first off, Uber didn't like was arguing that it threatened their driver pay and flexibility, um, which does make sense because there's definitely times of the day and areas of the city where it's going to be more populated and you'll have a bigger chance of securing a ride or getting, um, you know, a rider if than if you were to just stay in one spot all day. So the whole point of Uber is first off, so Uber, you know, has good customer experience and always gets picked, their their riders always get picked up fast. And the more Ubers that are driving around, roaming around means the more um, space and area that Uber drivers are covering, as well as the fact that 
Uber drivers need to make more money in order for them to, in order for Uber, the company to, you know, continue to stay in business. So Uber was not rocking with them trying to put that law in place. So they fought it and they won. So we don't have to worry about that for people who live in New York City. But I just thought it was something interesting to talk about considering the fact that I take Uber everywhere in LA and in San Diego and I have friends and family members that have driven Uber, Uber or still do. And so I, I definitely read that article and was glad that at least in New York City, they, they didn't allow that law to go through. Because normally when big laws go through in one big city, it starts to spread like wildfire to other cities, which means they might hit Kansas City. And then maybe some of my friends would, you know, be affected by that. And I don't exactly want that. Same goes for L.A. or San Diego. So I thought it was important to discuss. And shout out to... Let's say, shout out to Elon Musk, okay? Look, in like, what was it? 2008, SpaceX, which is one of the companies like, you know, traveling to space with rocket ships and stuff that Elon Musk started. And Tesla, everyone knows what Tesla is, almost went bankrupt in 2008, which is what, about 11, 12 years ago? Um, And then also, you know, there's ups and downs in business where people hate Tesla, hate what they're doing, SpaceX, what they're doing. And Elon Musk has definitely, you know, is an interesting human. But I will say that one thing he has mastered is personal brand and keeping relevant. Although his companies are some of the biggest companies like in the world, he used to work for PayPal. I don't know if he started it, but I know he was definitely a top person in PayPal, which is huge. Everybody uses PayPal and PayPal was kind of the originator and the, um, I guess, I guess like PayPal first, then came like, you know, Venmo and Square Cash and things like that. So Elon Musk was a big part of PayPal and then SpaceX, everyone who's interested in astronomy and just know, everyone knows what SpaceX is and who owns SpaceX. Tesla obviously is one of the most talked about and most popular, um, you know, uh, energy efficient vehicles that are you know, available on the market in the world today. Everybody wants a Tesla. Everybody knows what Tesla is. Um, Tesla is all over the internet. Tesla is being all over the streets. Now I'm seeing Tesla's all over the place, even in Missouri and Kansas, which I am surprised about. So obviously Tesla is popping, but when things go downhill or when the businesses aren't doing that well, normally people just disappear. Um, and you know, their companies disappear because they don't have a personal brand in place and they're not, they don't know how to keep themselves relevant. Elon Musk knows how to keep himself relevant. Anytime I don't hear of Elon for a while, he posts some ridiculous tweet or some crazy tweet about some psychological phenomenon or or he'll tweet something like about funny about a government person or he'll tweet something back to like a random fan that was funny um, or he'll just share some random knowledge Um and then one time I hadn't heard of Elon for like a whole year or two. Obviously, I was still familiar with Tesla, but I stopped thinking even about Elon. And bro just popped onto the Joe Rogan podcast and was smoking a doobie. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, bro knows how to keep himself relevant. And I think um, when you start a business, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary to have your own personal brand, but just branding and knowing how to keep yourself and your business relevant is really important and i kind of just wanted to shout out elon for that and also just talk about how weird dude is dude is super weird but super smart so sometimes i like to watch interviews of him because he says like some super goofy stuff but then he turns right back around and and shares some super knowledgeable stuff so i don't really you know know how to feel about elon but i definitely got a little bit of love for bro because 
He knows how to keep himself relevant. His business is popping. One of my dream cars now, it used to be Bugattis and Lamborghinis. Now all I want is a Tesla, you know, it's a Tesla with a suicide door. So, um, you know, for me personally, I rock with I rock with Elon. And if you rock with Elon too, go ahead and comment under this podcast one thing that Elon did that that caused you to rock with him or something funny about Elon. But uh, shout out to you, Mr. Elon Musk. Shout out to you, Mr. Tesla man, Mr. SpaceX man. Speaking of space, bro, imagine if like before we die, like at least for like 22 year olds, 23 year olds, people around my age, imagine if like by the time we're 40 or 50 or 60, basically any time where we're still mobile and we're, you know, still got life ahead of us, that we're allowed to and they figure out a way for us to live in outer space. That's freaking mind blowing that that's even a possibility, but they've been they've been putting in work to make it happen. It definitely be ooh. Yeah. You know, it's disrespectful to yawn on the podcast, but I don't have time to edit that out. So hope you guys enjoyed that yawn and yawned with me as well. But one day I hope to live in outer space for at least like two weeks. See what that's like. I wonder if it would even be cool or even be pretty. I feel like it'd be pretty for like a week. Then after that you'd be like tired of living in space. Because I don't think there's any other planet um, where, like, you know, there's palm trees or big, like, cool things that you can see in buildings and architecture like there is on Earth. And maybe they can build it on other planets. I don't quite know if they can. But all I know is right now, I don't know how interested I'd be in living in space. But I definitely do want to live there just for a week or two um, if it becomes possible just because of the experience, right? I mean, who wouldn't want that experience? Um, but besides that, we're done with the tech talk. We are done with the music talk. And the most important thing that I really wanted to talk about today, but I didn't want to jump straight into it at the beginning of the podcast is a Instagram post that I posted recently. And the post said men, and yes, I was speaking directly to men. Although this can go to both men and women, I was just thinking about like, you know, like, like people, guys who want to be friends or who are your boys or who used to be your boys or whatever. I said, men, I don't even want to be cool with you. If all we do when we talk is talk about women, cars, dope, sports, and partying. Let's talk about mental health, getting money, entrepreneurship, fixing our credit, life insurance, etc. Let's level up. A lot of people showed love to uh, this post, and I was super passionate about this post. I was definitely in a mood, and I was just thinking about it, and I was just like, yo, it's kind of disappointing and frustrating and sometimes stressful uh, when every time you hang out with people, all they want to do is discuss you know, having sex with women, who's cute, who's not, who's fire, who's not, what they want to do with this person. Or what type of car they want to buy, what type of car they want to drive, um, uh, like talking about their car, talking about just cars and material things, or just talking about smoke or dope or selling or dope or smoke or whatever. Like that's all people like. There's there's a few people hang around who don't do that really anymore, but there's definitely people I've 
grown up around and people I've had to separate myself from completely, like no talk, nothing. Doesn't mean I don't, don't love them, but I had to separate myself completely in conversation because that's all we discussed along, along with sports and partying. And I no longer wanted to be a part of that conversation because of multiple reasons. First off, I don't want to be a part of, you know, the, 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 the group of men who speak down on women and don't, um, appreciate them for who they are as a soul. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, what do they say? What is the word? Um, I don't want to degrade women or make them less than who they are. I don't want to be a part of those conversations because I don't truly believe in that. And if I don't truly believe in it, then I'm only contributing to the to the problems if I'm just letting the conversations happen around me. And if I'm participating, I'm just as bad. So I really just wanted to separate myself from that energy because it's not what I believe in and it's not what I want to promote. You know what I'm saying? Um, what I, I try to do is think about my sisters and about my mom and how I want them to be treated and how I love them. And that's how I want to treat other women, um, no matter who they are, what their background is, what their relationship is to me. That's how I want to treat all women. Um, and then in terms of cars, I just don't give a fuck about cars. Yes, of course, everyone has dream cars that they want to get um, to purchase, but it's not all I'm talking about. I know what I want and I'm going to get it when it happens. But Besides that, I don't really want to talk about it all day about the, who's car, this car is faster or um, this luxury car and and this and that. Like, I know what car I want. I'm going to get it when I get it. Besides that, I don't really want to have conversations that last hours about it. It's just wasted time and energy. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't like drugs. I don't support drugs. I don't believe in any type of drug in case you're using it for, like, medicinal purposes, truthfully. Whatever I might sound like, some old man, but I truthfully believe that, you know, no drug should be used in case you're using it to improve your health. Besides that, it's another waste of time, wasted money, and I don't believe in it. So why would I support the conversations or want to be in that space? Sports are awesome. I love sports. I used to play sports growing up. I still want to participate in sports as I get older. I love sports, but I don't want to sit there and talk for hours about it. I don't want to sit. I don't, basically, I don't want to be a, like a hypocrite or like not fulfilling what I talk about. If me and my boys sit here and we talk about how we want to make a million or how we want to give back to the community or how we want to take care of our families or how we want to travel the world, but then we turn around and spend three hours watching sports games, what what are we really doing? You know what I'm saying? What are we really doing? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, take time to relax and watch games here and there, but if all we're doing with our time is, you know, talking about women, cars, dope, go home, by ourselves, watch sports games, go to sleep and repeat the same process the next day. And when the weekend comes, we just party and do the same thing during the day. We're getting an interruption call. Interruption calls from 816-886-7049. I don't know who that is, so I'm not picking up. But yeah, basically, man, I really just want to make sure that what I speak about, what (laughs) what is happening? We are having, we are having some minor difficulties. But anyways, um, I don't want to spend my time focusing my energy on things that don't serve me at the end of the day. And so I wanted to post about it and I wanted people to see who felt the same way and maybe influence people to take action upon cutting the people off, cutting that type of energy off um, so that they can focus on their dreams. And then I wanted to point out some important things that I think we need to talk about, especially in the black community and especially as young people, let's talk about mental health. 
You know, I, I was talking to a few of my homies recently and we were talking about, you know, where do people of color, especially men, have to go when they're struggling, when they're depressed? They don't feel comfortable to go talk to one of their boys because it's looked down upon. They don't feel comfortable to go to a therapist because that's looked at as weak in this community. They don't feel comfortable to express their feelings to other people because that's looked at as weak and they don't want to be looked at as weak because they're worried about others' opinions. We have to change up the mentality, the mindset of our people, of our community, of men, so that we can really explore this space of mental health because it's a reality in so many people. And I didn't realize this growing up, but over this past year, and especially, you know, in the past couple of weeks and past couple of months, as recent as yesterday, I'm seeing how prevalent mental health is in our families, in our communities, or like the lack of mental health is in our families, in our communities. And I really want to make people feel comfortable about speaking up, seeking help, and talking about what they're going through so that they can get it out of their mind and maybe somebody they talk to can help them. Maybe I don't, I don't know because I'm still learning about this, but I just feel like conversations need to be had about mental health, um, of course, with everybody, um, but I just want to emphasize, men, open up to your boys, to your friends, or if you're not you know, going through mental health challenges, be the listening ear, be open to having conversations with your homie about the issues that he's going through in his life or mentally, physically spiritually and provide assistance provide love because people need that more than anything more than you could ever know but you'll never know in case they speak up and you make them feel comfortable to speak up or you speak up and find ways to feel comfortable to speak up or else we'll just be in this revolving cycle of depression of anxiety of the lack of you know proper mental health and it's just really sad, and I want to see an improvement in it. So if anyone else wants to see improvement, let's link up. Let's have a meeting. Let's let's talk about how we can help our community. Let's talk about how we can help each other. I also said let's talk about getting money. So many people talk about getting money. So maybe that wasn't the best way of saying it, but let's put it into action. How can we as a group of friends put together our money to increase our purchasing power so we can create more ownership within our friend group, within our community. The thing about money is it's not it's not hiding. It's out there. It's everywhere. We can get it if we put action forth. And the funny thing is we could get it faster if we do it as a group, if we work together. Now, within working together, you have to have a common belief. You have to have a common understanding. You have to you have to believe in what you're doing. So that's one thing. Obviously, if you don't believe in what you're doing with a group of people, then it's not going to work. So maybe find a different group of people to to make money with. And that's okay. Um, but it's called group economics. How can we, as a group of people, put together our money to create an economy of our own, to create ownership, to create uh, money, to create wealth in our families, in our communities, in our friendship groups? Let's talk about it. Let's get together. Let's conversate. Let's have an open ear. If you if you know some if you're one of your homies knows something about something you don't know about listen shut up and listen if if you're the person that if, you know just like me I'm doing my best to try 
I suck at listening. I love to talk. I'm doing my best to just shut up and listen to what people have to say so I can learn. Let's all put our minds together and, 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 and get to this money. A lot of people talk about entrepreneurship, starting businesses, but they're not putting into action or taking the steps necessary to learn about doing the groundwork of what a business looks like. What's a business model? How was the financial plan? How do we start a business? What type of money goes into it? How much money do we need? We don't have these conversations. We just talk about how we want to do it and then we never take action. Let's get together and talk about money, group economics, entrepreneurship, how to build businesses. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about fixing our credit. A lot of people underestimate the importance of credit. I feel like a lot of families make people feel like credit is a bad thing. Credit is not a bad thing. Credit never, never hurts somebody. The person, what was it? I posted this on Facebook. Credit never did anybody wrong. The person did credit wrong. If you go into extreme debt and your interest rates is high and everything like that, you just didn't you didn't run the game right. It's the human's fault. It's not the credit card's fault. All the credit card is and all credit is a piece of plastic and and some, you know, dollar bills on a computer. You know what I'm saying? But you are the one that puts the action forth. Credit is important. Credit is a part of your financial power. If you want financial power, you need to learn about credit. Our communities need to learn more about financial literacy because it's not taught in school. So my goal is to learn as much for myself about financial literacy and spit the game back to you guys. I want to get together all my homies and just get together and read and learn about financial literacy. So how can we fix our credit? Do we have credit? What is credit? What can credit help us with? Well, we know for sure that credit is needed to get our, uh, to rent out a spot. We know that credit is needed to get a loan on a car. We know that credit uh, history is needed for um, you know better college loans. We know that credit is needed for um, purchasing homes. We know that credit is needed for ownership of anything because credit is credit is a way for you to get things that you need now that you can't afford now based on your promise to pay later. And when you do pay consistently and you build credit history and you and you're making your you know credit payments you know monthly, then your credit history builds, your credit score goes up, and now you can own and purchase anything you want. Your purchasing power is strong; it's powerful. There's nothing in the way of you getting to the money. But if your credit is trash, there's going to be a lot of things. You know that's going to get in the way of you getting to this bread. If you want to own a property, if you want to get a car. You have to have good credit. And in one of our next podcast, actually, I was going to save for one of our next podcasts to talk a little bit about some things about credit that I've been learning. But guess what? We're going to talk about it on this podcast. But I just also, one more thing that I posted in that Instagram post is, let's talk about life insurance. And a lot of people don't know that life insurance is one of the best ways to create generational wealth. So... With a life insurance policy, you pay monthly into a life insurance plan. And there's two types of um, policies. There's a term policy and then there's a, a permanent life insurance. So term policies last anywhere between 20 and 30 years. But basically you pay into the term policy. Term policies are normally cheaper than permanent life insurance policies. Um, and you pay into it for you know 20 to 30 years. But if you die after the term policies up, then all that money you paid into that goes to waste. You don't you don't get it back. You you don't it basically dies. All that money that you put into there, all the premiums paid, 
um, in the years prior, like basically in effect are lost. So really, um, so yeah, permanent life insurance means that you basically pay your, 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 your charge, your, your monthly charge, your premium is going to be higher. But even when you die, like, um, if you die, basically whenever you die, you, everything you paid into it goes towards your, you know, anything that you need to pay off your, your bearing bill, um, as you know, moving you to the cemetery, you know, whatever they have to do that pays for that. But whatever left over money is whatever life insurance policy, that's uh, money that's not used can go to a beneficiary that you assign before you die. So if you assign it to your grandson, uh, your beneficiary, and you paid in, uh, you know, $70,000, then when you die and you guys use $10,000 to bury you, there's $60,000 that you can either like keep as a life insurance policy and keep building on it or, or not keep building. But anyways, yeah, you can keep or you can cash it out and utilize it in purchasing a real estate property that you can make money from or, you know, doing a starting a business that you can build profit from. You can put it into money to create more generational wealth for the next generations to come. So like, sometimes these are things people don't talk about. These are things people don't know. So if we could gather all our homies together and talk about these things, about credit, about life insurance, about mental health, about physical health, instead of talking about sports, instead of drinking, instead of sitting there and watching TV all day, instead of smoking all day, instead of going to parties all the time, instead of talking about, you know, what girls we want to smash or what person we want to fight. Imagine how much more progress there would be in our communities, in ourselves, in our friend groups, you know, in society. There's so much we can do. There's so much better that there's a lot. We could do so much better. And my question in that Instagram posting was basically, why not? Why aren't we? And letting people know that I'm no longer interested in having conversations that aren't revolved around things that help me grow or help my community grow or help my friend group grow. It's powerful, man. It's a powerful thing. And I could rant on it forever. And I will rant on it a little bit more. But in the meantime, we're going to take a short break and we'll be bit, and we'll be back in just a few seconds to talk about credit again. Pete. Okay, we're back. Um, you know, one thing I forgot to do was take a sip of water on my break. So let me sip this water real quick. Ah, H2O. Delicious. Um, but yeah, man, I just wanted to continue talking about credit a little bit more. I basically wanted to share some notes that I wrote down about credit and how to improve credit. Um, and then in one of our, our next podcasts, we'll talk even more about credit as I continue to learn more. Basically, everything I learn, I want to share with you guys. So um, I have a notebook uh, that I use to write all of my uh, notes in from, you know, I go to Barnes Noble and I read books or I watch YouTube videos or listen to podcasts and I write notes in this book so I can refer back to them in the future when I need them. Uh, so I just think it's important for people to start purchasing notebooks and really write more notes because it's powerful. Um, okay, so one thing for people who are new to uh, credit, there's one way that's really simple and easy to um, build credit. Um, it's called a, let's see, a shared secured loan. Um, basically, you pay, you go to a credit union you can pay five hundred dollars um, into an account or into like a a secured loan, right? And then in the secured loan, you pay back. You pay a percentage. Um, you pay, um, yeah, you pay a percentage on your your money that you put into 
this secured loan. So you provided the money, it's your own money, and then you're just paying a percentage on it um, every month for 12 months. After that, it sh the credit union shows that you've been making payments on the loan, even though it's your money, and um, and then after 12 months, you can redo it again. So it's a 12-month thing, like it's a, um, it's a term, and you pay on that uh, $500 for those 12 months. This builds your credit. You're not exactly losing money because you can always get that. At the end of the year, you can get that $500 back that you put in, but you're basically just paying money on your money and building your credit. Um, with that, you don't need to provide anything. You don't really need a. You don't need to show a pay stub. You don't need to. Um, there's nothing you need to provide, unlike a revolving loan or like a, a line of credit or a credit card that has you know a thousand dollars on it, two thousand dollars. You do have to, if you've never had credit before, you have to provide either a six month pay stub. Um, you will have a five hundred dollar limit, um, and there's just other things that go into it. So for a first time, a first time credit user that's trying to build their credit history um, and just trying to, you know improve their credit uh, a shared secured loan is a good way of doing it it's basically an installment loan that lasts 12 months um, it has a small interest rate and you just pay on it pay on it again i'm learning as well but you just pay on it throughout the year and then if you want to redo it for another 12 months and keep building your credit like that you can or you can pull that 500 out and now you have your money back and you've built your credit a little bit i'm not saying it's going to be no high credit score but you definitely have proof of credit history, which is going to be of assistance in the long run, and you get your money back. So it's a good thing for most people to to do. But a one way, uh, one important thing that everyone should know when you get a credit card, if you want to keep good credit, you only should use thirty percent of whatever your credit amount is. So thirty percent credit utilization to keep good credit. So you have five thousand dollars. Let's see. Let's do some math right now because I know I can't do it in my head. So say you have five thousand uh, dollar a card with a five thousand dollar credit limit, right? So we're gonna do thirty percent of five thousand dollars. That's fifteen hundred dollars. So you don't want to ever spend over fifteen hundred dollars ever on your five thousand dollar credit card in order to build good credit. So you only should utilize 30% utilization. When you use 50% or you use all of you max out your credit card every time, that is not proof of responsibility. It's not proof of um and it, it, it kind of sounds responsible, but according to the bank, they don't look at that as good credit history. Um and also the bank doesn't make money off of you. If you pay if you max out the credit card and you pay off the pay off the credit card immediately, they don't make any money off of you, which gives them no reason to improve your credit or like, you know, bump your credit score up. You know, obviously we know how this world works. You have to give to something to get something out of it. So they have to make money off of you in order for you to be able to build your credit and get more uh larger, you know, credit limits and get approved on loans and everything like that, which will help you build your own, you know, wealth. So 30% utilization of credit in order to keep good credit. Um, there are three credit reporting agencies that are well known. So there's Equifax, there's Experian, and there's TransUnion. So if you ever want to um, get your credit reports or you want to go look at your credit, I would highly suggest you check out all three because they're going to give you all, all three are going to give you different credit scores, different numbers because there's Advantage credit score, there's, there's I think, nine different types of credit scores that I have to, I'm continuing to learn about it, but there's nine different types. 
and they all contribute in some way. So, um, but if you get your credit uh, score from those three places, and then also make sure you get your FICO score because your FICO score is extremely important, especially um, um, when you when you're like looking to maybe get a loan for real estate or to to purchase a home or something like that. Um, and other big purchases, they definitely look at your FICO score. So look at your uh, get your Equifax uh, report, your Experian report, and your TransUnion report, and your FICO report, and then just kind of look at them all and see what range your your credit is in, and see what you need to do to improve it. But there, those are the three main credit reporting agencies. Don't really don't go through anybody else. Those are like the three main ones. Okay. Um, and like, for example, I applied for a Macy's credit card recently, but since I don't have any credit history as of right now and I'm trying to build it, um, they sent me a letter and said I was denied because of a lack of credit history and that they got the report from Experian, like it says it on the mail paper. So that just shows you, um, you know, that there's big companies out there that utilize that, 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 that utilize that credit reporting agency. But just make sure you get your credit score from all three just so you can check what they all look like to see the average because some of them are going to be different from others. And make sure you look up the different types of credit scores. They're not all the same. Um, another thing that increases your credit that pe- that, that they look at is the, the length and po- the length and the positive payment history that can increase your credit score. So if you've had credit for 10 years and you have positive payment history for 10 years, your credit score is going to be pretty freaking high. Uh, whereas if you've had credit for four months and positive payment history for four months, it's not going to really do much for your credit score. Um, might bump it a little bit, but it's not going to do too much because you don't have a, a, a long, you know, payment history or you haven't uh, had credit cards for a length of time for them to prove that you're responsible in paying it. Um, so these are these are a few things. That's one thing that, uh, you know, people look at before they give you a loan for a house or for a car. These are things that they check out. Um, but uh, let's see. Payment history and length of credit history basically are just the most important. So payment history is basically account payment information, um, you know, records, number of delinquent accounts you might have, number of past due items that you had, um, and that is 35% considered. So the history of your payments, like positive payment history, is 35% considered by most lenders. Um, And length of credit history is 15% considered, and that's just uh, how long has it been since the account opened and time since uh, account was used. So if you have an account open for 10 years but you never used it, that doesn't do anything good for you. Um, there's other things that are considered slightly like amounts owed, outstanding balances, or, uh, the proportion, proportion of balance to the total credit card limit, which goes back to the 30% credit card utilization. So if you're utilizing 70%, um, which is like a high proportion of like the balance is high in comparison to the limit of the credit card, um, that they don't really like that. So you should definitely pay attention to that. But those are just a few tips um, that I've learned about and that I've written down in my notes that maybe you can consider as you start to try to build your credit or learn more about credit. There's so many um, options out there online to learn more about credit and about financial literacy. I mean, we have YouTube, we have Google, like there's so much we can learn. I learn all of these things from reading books, YouTube, and I just write the notes down. Again, anything I learn, I would love to share with you guys, so I will always share um, but with that being said, 
I think that wraps up all I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to cover a little bit about culture with, you know, music and tech. And then I wanted to talk about, you know, the importance of growth, who you surround yourself around, what you guys talk about, and just share a little bit of knowledge about some things I thought were really important. Um, I'm always learning. I'm sure you guys are always learning. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to even listen to this podcast. Um, If you enjoyed it, let me know. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, let me know. I don't take it as disrespect. It just lets me know what you guys want to hear. And I want to provide value for you guys. And if I'm not providing value, then I'm wasting my time. So just let me know. Um, Sending lots of love from Kala Stutzer, your (laughs) co-host. Just kidding, because ain't nobody else on here. From Kala Stutzer, your host. From the Culture Talks, we're sending lots of love. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas Eve and have a Merry Christmas tomorrow. Be blessed. Salud!